You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Hey, church, we are 22 days away from Christmas. Can you believe it? We are almost at the end of the year. So this is your forewarning for those who do last-minute shopping to get in now before the craze of all of the chaos of Christmas. Uh, Well, again, if you're new here this morning, if you're new to Elam Christian Center, I want to extend a huge welcome to you. No mai haere mai ki te whare karakia or Elam Christian Center Whangarei. We're so happy that you're here this morning, that you've joined with us, and we hope that you feel welcome and at home this morning. Uh, Well, who's ready for God's Word this morning? All two of you, who's ready for God's Word this morning? Awesome. Hey, well, this morning we begin our new series, uh, our Christmas series titled Christmas at Elam. I know, very original. But before we get into it, why don't I pray for it? Uh, God, we thank you this morning, Lord, for your Word. Your Word's alive and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. This morning, God, we uh, consider ourselves as students under your Word. God, we pray this morning that you would convict our hearts, conform us, transform us into your image. Uh, Lord, we thank you for that name this morning, the name of Jesus. We thank you that you've been given all authority and power in that name, O God. And so this morning, God, we declare and stand with Scripture as it says that every knee will bow and every tongue confess your Lordship to the glory of our Father in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Awesome. Well, to all the mothers in the room, let me preface this whole message by saying this morning that we honor you, uh, and we know how hard we empathize with you with how hard it was to carry children for nine months, and on top of that, carry your adult children called your husbands as well. But I remember the day like it was yesterday. Can I say this morning that us guys, we husbands, we men in this room, uh, we endured a lot too, right? I don't miss this morning. I don't miss the late night drives uh, for my wife's cravings. I don't miss being emotional comfort every time she cried at random things like a dog on the screen. I don't miss the random massages that she asked me to do for her back and for her feet. But I empathize with every guy this morning and say that I honor you as well. I remember the day like it was yesterday, my wife yelling at me. She's squeezing the life out of my hands, telling me, Kaylin, rub my back. Me touching her back, she looking at me with a death stare and saying, Kaylin, stop touching me. But I remember the moment as clear as anything that I went on to tell the midwife, you know, midwife, people lie when they say that children are beautiful when they come out. I said, they look like shriveled potatoes. I learned that from my dad. She was not impressed. She was mortified at what I just said. I said, most people don't go up to a bag of potatoes and say, that's a beautiful thing. Listen, yes, my wife did some stuff, but I, the husband, did a lot too. Just want to throw that out there. But somehow, the husband always seems to be the one who is oddly overlooked. Like, people will come up to you and they'll say, how's the baby doing? Yeah, yeah, good, good. How's the mum doing? Yeah, yeah, good. No one ever asks, how are you doing as the dad? Listen, if they asked me, I would have said to them with tears in my eyes, I would have looked at them and said, it was tough. I fainted. The midwife didn't like me for some odd reason. She threw me in the corner on a cold leather couch with a pillow, no blanket, and I was there. It was tough and it was rough. Overlooked. How many of us have been overlooked this morning? Listen, my child, her birthday is the 23rd of March, my beautiful gift. My birthday is the 25th of March, and so it goes on to say that I'm the overlooked one. Now, I'm kidding, of course, this morning, but to all the men, I want to say, I see you and I honor you. I honor your hard work through it all. Yeah, you can go ahead and give the husbands a clap in the room. But let me ask you this morning, friend, have you ever felt overlooked? Have you ever felt overlooked? 
Perhaps you were the last person chosen during those school selections when they get you to line up and you get chosen for the school sports. Not me, I'm very sporty. Okay, it was me. Uh, Perhaps you went into Macca's one day, drove up to the speaker box, and instead of taking your order at that box, they took the order at the other box, and you thought, man, I feel overlooked. Perhaps this morning it's even deeper than that. Perhaps you've been through a season this year where you've felt like opportunities passed you by, where it's felt as though God's overlooked you in some way. This morning I want to preach a title of a message which I've titled, The Often Overlooked Character of Christmas. Now, obviously, in the story of Christmas, we see Jesus, and of course, Jesus, he's the main central focus of the Christmas story. He's the central point of all humanity. He's the foundation of our faith. We know him. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. But then we also see Mary, and she's often preached at Christmas time. Mary, the one who has a large following, she has pictures everywhere, and people, masses flocking to come and know her. We even see the donkey. Now, the donkey got his own movie. They, got, they gave the donkey a movie from his own perspective. But this morning, I want us to take a look at the overlooked person of the character of Christmas, the husband, the dad, Joseph. Now, here's the truth this morning. He's over, often overlooked by us as humans, but he was never overlooked by God. And the truth is this morning, I want to give us some keys from the life of Joseph to help us when it comes to being seen or coming to be used by God. See, firstly, you need to know this morning, church, that Joseph was a man of character. Everybody say character. Matthew 1 verse 18 to 19 says this, now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been uh, betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. Joseph was a just man. That word just is the Greek word dikaios. And dikaios means to be blameless, upright, or righteous. What it means is a person who lives according or conforms himself according to the law of both God and of man. In other words, this morning, what you realize is that Joseph was a man whose character, whose integrity and uprightness, his reputation all spoke for itself. Joseph this morning was not famous, he was not wealthy, he was not spectacular, but he was seen by God and used by God. And I really believe this morning that it was because he was a man of character, he was just. Now, if you've ever felt overlooked this morning, if you've ever been felt falsely accused, if you've ever felt come against in opposition by others, I need you to know today that the thing which will set you apart in the eyes of God It ain't no fancy clothing, it ain't no fancy cars, it ain't no fancy job or office, it ain't the title or the degree that you hold, none of that's going to cut it. Friend, the thing that truly sets you and I apart in the eyes of God and gives us reputation amongst man is our character. God is looking for people of character this morning. Yeah, you can clap for that. See, D.L. Moody once said, he said this, character is who you are when no one is looking. Friend, can I ask you this morning, when the lights have gone off, when the stage is cleared, When all eyes have come off you, are you consistent? Are you faithful? Are you who you say you are? Friend, in every situation and season that you face in your life, do you respond to it with upright character and integrity according to the word of God? Are you faithful to who he is? See, let's get honest this morning. Parents and married couples, you know this. Friend, you know that you can have a full-on argument at home before church. Rock up to the car park, park up compose yourself, hop out of the car, put all on all the smiles, shake a few hands, uh, make your reputation known that, man, we didn't argue before this, we're jolly and happy as, as anything. But you know that you only do that because people look at the outside appearance. God doesn't look at the outside appearance, God looks at the heart. 
Friend, God looks at the heart this morning. You know, I was listening to Joyce Meyer this week, and she said a good test to apply to your life is, uh, <clears throat> is in the heat of your anger, in the moment of your temptation, in the middle of your frustrations, how would you feel if Pastor Mike came rocked up at your house and knocked on the door? How many of us would soon straighten up very fast? Would you, would you perhaps be worried about what might have been said or heard or, heard or seen? In fact, let me go a bit further than that and say if that didn't straighten any of us out this morning. How about Jesus? See, Jesus sees everything. If he rocked up to, the heart, uh, to your heart and saw the things which were happening, would you straighten up? Now, I'm not here to put tradition on you or put religion on you. See, here's the truth. Jesus isn't scared about all the mess and rubbish in our lives. In fact, what he wants to do this morning is be a part of what's happening in your world and help you and work with you in order to refine you in your character and conform you to his image. Friend, he's not scared of that this morning. Some of us have been running away from Jesus because we think he's scared of our mess. Friend, he's not scared of your mess this morning. In fact, he took it on the cross. See, character is everything to God. Hear me this morning. When the heart is right, friend, your character will be right. And when the character is right, your life will be right. That's why the Bible urges us and challenges us that to guard our hearts above all else, for it determines the course or destination of your life. See, I love what Jesus said when he addressed the religious people of his time. He said this in Matthew 23, verse 27. He says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, in other words, religious people, for you're like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. Friends, you need to know this morning that there's a difference between relationship and religion. See, here's the difference this morning. Relationship starts at the depth of our heart. Religion will only cut the surface of your skin. Friend, relationship transforms you from the inside out. Religion will only conform you on the outside. Relationship is one that invites God. Religion is one that resists God. I heard it said like this. Somebody said, religion says I messed up. My dad's going to kill me. Relationship says I messed up. I need to call my dad. See, Joseph in this situation, he has two options. Either he's going to divorce Mary openly with public testimony, which would clear him of any responsibility, but it would in turn publicly disgrace Mary. And the second option he had was to pursue a quiet bill of divorce without public trial. But what this would do, would this would save Mary from public disgrace and shame within society. But what it would also do, what it, would mean, what it also meant was that he would need to shoulder the responsibility, the ridicule of others that might follow because of what had happened. You know, there would always be some doubt about his integrity or his character here. But because Joseph was secure in who he was, because he was a man of great character and reputation, he considered to quietly divorce and spare Mary that shame. Let me ask you today, can I ask you, church, do you know who you are? Are you a person of notable character? Does your integrity speak for itself? Joseph was a man of character. Second thought you need to know this morning is that Joseph was a man of surrender. Everyone say surrender. Matthew 1, 20 to 25 says, But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She'll bear a son, and you shall call him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. 
When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not or didn't sleep with her until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. Have you ever struggled this morning to move on a word from God? Have you ever struggled this morning to say yes when God had asked you to step out by faith? Have you ever talked yourself out of being obedient to the plan and the purpose of God that he's called you to? Friend, be encouraged today that Joseph's, Joseph's life encourages us in the fact that he heard from God and he acted immediately. See, never do we hear throughout Scripture Joseph complaining that maybe, God, you were too hard or too unfair on me. We never hear him second-guessing or arguing with God throughout Scripture or even asking God, God, I know you called me to do it. I know you showed up in a dream or a vision, but give me a sign. And in case that sign's not obvious, give me another sign, anyone else like me this morning. In fact, here's the pattern we see through the life of Joseph. Joseph heard from God because he believed God, he acted what he heard. He heard, he believed, he obeyed. His faith, in other words, was accompanied by action. James tells us in the book of James that your faith needs to be accompanied by action. Faith without works is dead. See, here's what Joseph's example shows us. It shows us a life which is completely surrendered to the will, to the plan, to the purpose, and the person of God. Here's the truth this morning. Because of his surrender, we have our Savior. Let me say that again because that's deeper than you all responded. Because of his surrender, we have our Savior. Yeah, you can clap for that. See, what you need to understand today, let me set some context of this. See, what the law permitted to happen was because of Mary's situation, because she was engaged to a man and the pregnancy was not his, the law permitted that she would face the penalty of being stoned to death. Now, this is as far as the law would take this situation if Joseph was to take that first option of divorcing her publicly. But God said, marry this woman. Care for her and care for the child. See, here's what happened. He heard, he did. He heard, he did. Because he was a man of surrender, he surrendered his life to the voice and purpose of God. Here's the truth this morning. Joseph conformed, conformed and aligned his entire life to that which God was speaking for the direction of his life. Can we be a people this morning like Joseph who trust God at his word? Friend, can we be a people like Joseph that say, because God, you said it, I'll believe it and I'll do it. In fact, this has been the pattern of my life. Kaylin, even though you've got opportunities lined up in Huntley, I want you to leave Huntley and move to Auckland to go and study at Bible College. No doubt. God, because you said it, I'll believe it, I'll do it. Kaylin, I know you don't want to be a kid's pastor and kids are a bit smelly and, you know, they don't really like to listen. Kaylin, I want you to say yes to the season and take on the, the position of a kid's pastor. God, because you said it, I'm surrendered to your will. I believe it, I'll do it. Kaylin, trust me in your finances. Lord, I'm as broke as a joke. Money's funny, change is strange. I practice that very hard. But God, because you said it, this morning I'll believe it, I'll move by it, and I'll act on the word that you said. Kaylin, things are going amazing for you right now in, in, in Auckland, but I want you to move to Whangarei. Okay, God, people are a bit strange. But I heard the beaches are good. So God, because you said it this morning, I'll believe it and I'll move it. No, you're a great bunch. I love you guys. Now, I really felt God saying across this room this morning, I really felt to say to some people, friend, I know that you aren't fond of your job, 
but God says he has a plan and a future for you there. You know, the journey isn't comfortable, nor is it easy, but would you stay there because God's calling you to stay there. I really felt to somebody in this morning, this morning, I know that it makes you feel good and it appears to be right, but would you come out of partnership with relationships and friendships which aren't drawing you any closer to my heart? I felt like God saying to somebody this morning, I know it's hard. I know it's going to be to take some grit and some strength, but would you lay down those habits, those addictions, and would you reach out to somebody for help? I felt God saying to somebody in this, this room this morning, I know that it isn't easy. I know that I've formed you as an introvert. I know you love to be on your own, and that's how you, how you like to recoup. But would you reach out to the community which I've created you for? Some of you need to sign up and join a small group this morning. And in fact, to all of that this morning, God, we say, we say we surrender. And God, because you said it, we'll believe it and we'll act and move on the word of God. Come on. Church, I want to encourage us this morning. Joseph was a man of surrender. So can we, like Joseph this morning, simply say, God, we surrender. We surrender it all. Hear me today. Yes, God speaks audibly. Yes, God speaks creatively. He speaks through impressions. But the Word of God, the Bible, the, there is our rule of measure in faith. It's our firm foundation. Let, let us know the Word and live by the Word. Let us surrender to His will and His plans, to every word that He's marked out through His Word. And surrender and simply say, God, because you wrote it, because you said it, I'll believe it and I'll do it. Matthew 4, 4 says, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Hear me today. Friend, you will only ever see the plans and purposes of God for your life accomplished and moved into when you first learn how to surrender. And if you're thinking, well, Kaylin, that's hard to do, let me tell you why that's hard to do this morning. Because it presses against this word called pride. You know, pride, Proverbs 16, 18 tells us, pride goes before destruction. No, pride at its heart is the exaltation of oneself above God. Friend, if you're struggling this morning in the area of being subdued, if you're struggling in the area this morning of acting in obedience, if you're struggling this morning to step out by faith, can I suggest to you that perhaps the issue in your life is a lack of surrender. Surrender to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. My encouragement for you this morning is this. Would you come back to the foot of the cross? Would you come and lay your life down once again? Would you take up your cross and would you follow Jesus with all that you have and all of your life? See, Joseph only saw the miracle of the Savior and the birth of Jesus himself because he was surrendered and acted on every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. Joseph this morning was a man of surrender. Final thought is this this morning, if the keys could join me. His friend Joseph was a man of stewardship. Everyone say stewardship. Now, I couldn't find a smaller word for that, so you just get stewardship this morning. Joseph was a man of stewardship. You know, the thing that stands out for me, the, one of the main qualities that stand out through this Christmas narrative, through the life of Joseph, was that he was a man who stewarded his responsibility. See, God entrusted him with many things, and Joseph responded with faithful stewardship of that which God had called him to. Mary and Jesus were entrusted into his care and into his leadership. And Joseph stewarded that with great diligence and great pride and great faithfulness to God. See, here's the truth this morning. Mary was chosen to carry the miracle, but Joseph was chosen to steward that. And I really believe this morning, there's people in this room and you're failing to submit to the responsibility, to the vision and to the, to the instruction of those who are above you. 
Man, God hasn't chosen you this morning to carry that miracle. God's just chosen you to steward it. In fact, can you imagine the emotional roller coaster that Joseph had gone through throughout this whole story? First to be told that his fiance was with a child. Now that would have shocked me. And then to be given no other explanation but the fact that it was the Holy Spirit. Now we often blame God for things. Now we often read that with foreknowledge of the entirety of the story, but can you imagine for Joseph who was right in the middle of it, being told that she was pregnant and that there was no explanation but the Holy Spirit. Now God shows up in a vision and then Joseph obeys and surrenders to the complete plan of God in his life. Joseph marries Mary and he takes on the responsibility of fathering Jesus. He stewarded the responsibility of being a husband and he stewarded the responsibility of being a dad. Now let me just sidetrack for a moment. Can I say, church, that we're living in times where family order has been so perverted by culture, by the cultures of this age. And see, one of the things that I've always been passionate about in the church, one of the things that I've been praying in the body of Christ and in the house of God is fathers. Fathers who would take up that spiritual mantle and that responsibility to father in the house. You know, we have a major spiritual condition, a condition of orphan-spirited individuals wandering without direction in this earth. And it's because of this, it's because of a lack of fathers, both in the natural and the supernatural. Let me speak this morning, men, husbands, fathers, it's time to get serious about knowing the Word of God, living according to the Word of God and shouldering the responsibility this morning and standing in the authority as heads of the home, as a husband and as a father. Friend, would you this morning pray for your family daily? Read the Word, get around the Word together. Worship together, set boundaries together, value the house of the Lord together. See, these are some of the things which Joseph had to steward and the responsibility which God had given to him. Men of the house, it's time to start to father. See, Paul said it this way. It's one of my favorite scriptures. You have many teachers in the faith, but not many fathers. And then he says, I became a father to you through the word. It's time to start to value the word of God again. Let me ask you this morning, What in your life right now are you not stewarding with faithfulness? Whether it's the season you're in, the job you're in, your personal care, your finances, your relationships, all those responsibilities that I just spoke about. What is it this morning that you need to bring your awareness to in order that you may steward it with faithfulness this morning? See, Joseph was a man of stewardship. Three questions we need to begin to ask ourselves this Christmas. Three questions I want to challenge you and leave you with this morning. Firstly, am I a person of notable character? David prayed, Lord, search my heart. Would we be the same this morning? God, would you search our hearts? Second question, am I surrendered to God in every area of my life? Let me say it like this. So the point where God, when you speak, I'll move. Number three, am I stewarding well in every season and area of my life to the glory of God. Because here's the three things this morning that we learn from the often overlooked character of Christmas. Joseph was a man of character. Joseph was a man of surrender. And Joseph was a man of stewardship. With every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. Thank you, God. Let me pray for us this morning. God, we thank you.
for your spirit in this house. Lord, we thank you for each and every single individual across this room. And Lord, help us as you stir us to ask those questions. God, are we notable characters? Lord, reform us and refine us and conform us to your image, we pray. Lord, help us to surrender completely and entirely to you again. God, may we be people who come to the foot of the cross and move empowered from that place to the glory of your name. God, this morning, may you help to aware and make aware the areas in our life that we need to steward well. Because God, we give you the glory this morning. Lord, I pray for every single person. God, I pray. Lord, this Christmas season, that we would continue to make room for you and make room for the growth that you have for us, we pray to the glory of your name. Still with every head bowed and every eye closed. Church, this morning, I need to tell you, friend, you were created on purpose for a purpose. You were created this morning for relationship with God. Friend, you were created for life and life in abundance. But the reason we don't experience these things is because of this word called sin. Sin is this. Sin is to miss the mark. It's to choose our ways over God's ways. In fact, the Bible says that the outcome or the results or the wages of these sins were death. Friend, you and I are dead in our sins, but God, our gracious, our loving, our heavenly Father didn't wanna leave us in that place. And so here's what he did. He sent his son, Jesus, who lived holy and blamelessly, yet walked to the very cross to take upon himself the death that you and I were due. In fact, the Bible goes on to say, if we believe in Jesus, if we make him the Lord of our life and turn from our sin, here's what we can have. Forgiveness from our past, hope and security of eternity with him and a new life today. But it begins by making that acknowledgement that Jesus, we need you. Jesus, we want you. Jesus, we wanna surrender to you as our Lord, as the Lord and Savior of our life. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna count down from three. And if that's you this morning, if you're saying, Kaylin, I wanna know Jesus. Kaylin, I wanna make him the Lord of my life. Perhaps you're in this room, you once knew him, but you know that your life is far from him. Then I also wanna extend this invitation to you as well. So I'm gonna count down from three. And if that's you, all you need to do is give me a wave. This isn't to embarrass you or to point you out. This is just so I know who it is this morning that I'm praying for. So here we go. Three, God loves you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. Two, he's standing at the door of your heart saying, would you let me in? One, if that's you this morning, would you mind lifting your hand? Awesome, God bless your hand already over there. Is anyone else this morning saying, yes, Caitlin, count me into that prayer? Awesome, God bless you, I see that hand. Awesome, God bless you. Awesome, God bless you. Yeah, come on, church, can we put our hands together for these guys that are putting their hands up? Very cool. I'm gonna pray a prayer now with you. And if you're making that decision, can I encourage you to believe this prayer from the bottom of your heart? The prayer won't save you. Jesus is the one who saves you. But this prayer is about putting your faith in Him this morning. Also, let me pray for you. God, we thank you for every single decision made for you this morning. Lord, this morning we acknowledge, Lord, that we were sinners in need of a Savior. And today, oh God, we turn from our sin and we turn to you. We surrender at the foot of your cross and we pray, oh God, that you would make us realize the plans and the promises that you have for us. Lord, we trust you today. We make you the Lord and the Savior of our lives. We thank you that today's a new day and we set free in the mighty and powerful and wonderful name of Jesus. To the glory of your name, in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Come on, why don't we put our hands together and celebrate all those decisions for the Lord. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.